in our society, there aren't many opportunities for boys to express intimacy for one another. So whereas it's not permissible to express a lot of affection, it is permissible to do it through rough assemble play. In fact, if you, when you watch it, some of these examples I'm talking about, they're all over each other. It's a time when they are actually, they'll walk around with their arms around each other talking and things like that, where they would not do anything like that ever in a more public place. <music> Hi, welcome to Body, Mind, and Child with Ray Pika. So, Tom, before we begin, I guess you should define rough and tumble play for us. Rough and tumble play is physical movement, really, that encompasses activities such as chase and flee, kind of like football-like behavior where some people know to tackle the man with the ball and that sort of thing. Very similar to them just getting a ball and tossing the air and, and the, the children chasing after and kind of falling on top of each other. And in general, really just is activity that engages a lot of uh, physical contact. So the research shows that rough and tumble play is positively correlated with social problem-solving skills. When you're talking about, you know, wrestling and trading punches and that sort of thing, it doesn't really correlate in my mind. So tell us about that. One of the things that it does right away is it, it begins to help uh, children understand boundary issues, the social development, and helps them to begin to define uh, who they are and, and where they are and where they kind of stop and start and where others stop and start. It kind of also helps children to change their perspective of things and begins to reduce egocentrism and really begin to learn limits, too. The research also links rough and tumble play with academic achievement. What's the connection there? One of the things that's important for children to do is have a place to go practice the skills that they're learning in the classroom, and that's what happens during the recess period. They are actually out there learning about perceptual skills, speed, you know, all the, you know, particularly with these mathematical skills and science skills that we like to teach them, they need to have a place to go out and practice. I'm sure you've heard about, you know, Anthony Pellegrini and, and even more generally, he found that children that participate in recess actually do better on standardized tests. There's also the, the issue uh, from the Vygotskian perspective about the zone of proximal development, which means, of course, that children need have a certain skill level and can be expanded upon during times like this. Now, rough and tumble play, of course, is often seen as too aggressive, particularly nowadays when we tend to want to bubble wrap kids. But studies have demonstrated that rough and tumble play is distinctly different from aggression. Explain that for us, Tom. With aggression, there is an intent to hurt. There's a about the child finding a way to release hostility. Hurting someone is the goal, you know, and uh, revenge in the aggressive world is paramount. In fact, the aggressive child will take advantage of a play situation as a way to enact that aggression that they actually already have before they enter into the play arena. In rough and tumble play, is very different, whereas play is, is the key element. That, that's the whole idea is, is play. There is an understanding between the players that, uh, particularly if somebody gets hurt, they actually will try to help the child. Uh, in aggression, that doesn't happen. One of the fears, by the way, allowing children to be involved in rough tumble play is that they might get injured. But again, 